What's up, guys? Welcome back to the Volleyball Mentor. This is your host, Gert Leisha. And in today's episode, we'll first be looking at the tier system one more time. I made a few new additions. Um, as we move forward from the tier system, I'm going to be comparing a few teams that have had different schedule structures throughout the start of their season and kind of see the pros and cons between both of those systems. And then finishing it off with the Stanford-USC matchup. They played back-to-back games this past week, and we had a few notable players from there. Finish it off with a few new freshmen that are entering my Oh My God freshman list. So I can't wait to get into it. Welcome back, and let's get into the episode. This is the Volleyball Mentor. I hope I'm not too late. So first things first, I want to go through the tier system one more time really quickly. Not a lot of changes from the past couple days, but I did add one team and just kind of roughly go through a couple of the teams that played. So um, when we look at tier one, Hawaii, again, has not had much competition in teams that they've been playing. Um, So not a lot of movement for them or we haven't really found anything new about them. Um, when we look at UCLA, uh, they recently played UC Irvine this past week, pretty much dominated again, um, kind of separating themselves from the pack, continuously hitting over 400 like we talk about. UC Irvine was able to outserve them, but again, if if this team is hitting over 400, it's, it hurts. there's no chance that, you, uh, that you're going to touch them. Um, Grand Canyon had a unique uh, week here. They played Pepperdine, and both matches that they played, they were up to zero. Uh, night one, they uh, they won the whole match, but ended up going to five. Um, they were down in the fifth set late, and were able to come back. Like we talked about, um, I think that their identity kind of prevailed, but. Being in the Pepperdine gym, if you've ever been or played in it, it is very difficult to play as an away team. And especially when you're playing these back-to-backs, it's very difficult to come out with two victories. So I do think Grand Canyon did well. Um, Regardless, they lost the last match. And again, they were up 2-0 both matches. I think it was more so a lapse of uh, focus than anything. on top of that, Jalen Jasper on Pepperdine is absolutely nuclear right now. He is unbelievable. So kind of combining those two situations and you kind of saw them uh, getting pushed uh, a little too far um, for this past week. But um, but I still have Grand Canyon in my tier one. Uh, as we go down to tier two, again, Long Beach State and Penn State. Uh, haven't really seen anyone that kind of makes me change how I how I view them. Um, as we move down, UC Irvine, Pepperdine, Stanford, BYU round out, uh, 
tier three. We go into tier four, Loyola, Ohio State, Ball State, USC, all have similar issues. Again, when you look at Ohio State, they lost to Lindenwood in five, which is the new team that has come into the tier system in tier five. And USC, who split with Stanford, uh, they had a good showing, but again, showed similar issues with their offensive system. But we'll, we'll touch on SC later in the episode. Um, first things first, though, when let's round out tier five first, actually. So tier five, then we have Charleston, CSUN, and like I said, newly Lindenwood. Um, so a lot of people don't know where Lindenwood is. Uh, honestly, I don't know where it is either. It's somewhere in the Midwest. Uh, when I was playing for Lewis, I would go play there, but I honestly forget where exactly they're at. But uh, nonetheless, um, Lindenwood and Charleston. I wanted to take these two teams, both in Tier 5, uh, and I both wanted, I, I wanted to take them both and compare them in... In this sense, uh, when you look at their opponents, their opponents are very different. Lindenwood has stacked the deck with the opponents that they're playing, especially early in season. Charleston has done the complete opposite. They both find themselves in tier five this week for me. Now, when I look at Lindenwood, Lindenwood to me will be way more able to handle high pressure situations against high level teams later in the season because they stack the deck early. So Lindenwood started one and five. They started one and five because they played Grand Canyon back to back, USC and Long Beach State. So Grand Canyon, Long Beach State, you got two top five teams and then USC was a top 10 team when they played. Um, this was clearly a very difficult schedule, especially for a young team like Lindenwood. Um, but since then, they've gone five and two uh, with wins over Ohio State yesterday. They beat Lewis and IPFW. The only two losses that they have are both in five, and they came to Loyola and Ball State, which are two really high-level teams. Um, so when I look at Lindenwood, um, the trajectory is going up, 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 and the biggest reason for it is freshman star of the week, Ian Schuler, number 11. Freshman opposite for Lindenwood. Um, he's, he's, he's incredible. Only hitting 250 for the season, but I do think that's going to slowly start to come up as he gets more experience. He, uh, he has a very live arm, very rangy, super athletic, maybe around 6'3", 6'4". So he's got decent size. Um, active at the net, you know, he really generates points at every level, blocking, serving, attacking, and seems very creative in terms of how he's getting his kill. So I was really impressed with him, especially in these opponents that he's been playing high level teams. And, and they really haven't been able to slow him down as, as recently as Ohio state that lost them in five. So Lindenwood seems to be on the trajectory up. Um, so is Charleston. Um, but they had a different kind of trajectory throughout the year. They started off the year not playing very high-level teams, and the highest team that they've played so far is Grand Canyon, or not Grand Canyon, sorry, George Mason. George Mason 
And the biggest issue to me looking at Charleston and George Mason was Charleston's lack of Charleston really struggled with dealing with the service pressure. Uh, George Mason came out and aced them 21 times and Charleston still was able to hit near 250 for both matches. Uh, The biggest reason for this is because Charleston has not played anyone that's giving that type of service pressure. So for them, when you come in and you're 14, 15 games into the season and you haven't played anyone that's giving you big time service pressure, obviously your team's not going to be really ready to kind of handle that. And that's kind of the difference I see within Charleston and Lindenwood in terms of how they're setting up their schedule moving into the season. For me, I'm always a proponent of push your guys to the highest level possible early in the season and often. Um, When I played at Lewis, Dan Friend was really good at this. He always scheduled really high-level teams early in the season, and I always thought that it really helped us, uh, especially when you're playing in the MEVA, EVA, Conference Carolinas, everyone on the East Coast, um, because when you're on the West Coast, you just – inherently have everyone close to you that is a high level team so you'll be playing them whether you like it or not Um, but these east coast teams and and the miva teams that have the option and are going out and playing as many high level ranked teams that they can i do think you'll see a quicker development from these teams outside of a team like charleston which i think are they're going to be great and they're doing great but it showed that they really struggled with the service pressure from george mason and George Mason is not um, Ohio State. George Mason is not UC Irvine. George Mason is not these higher level teams that are going to push them even further. So I'm curious to see how Charleston does. They were able to maintain their offensive system really well, defensive system really well. I just think that the service pressure really ate at them. And that was the biggest difference um, when I was watching those two teams play. So outside of that, I was looking at the USC Stanford game. I watched I watched the USC Stanford game live, uh, both of them, and I just want to touch on on Dylan Klein. Um, so we saw Dylan Klein and Will Rotman. So Will Rotman was a first team All American last year. He's a senior for Stanford, uh, their best player, and Dylan Klein is the freshman outside for USC. And time and time again, we are seeing Dylan Klein absolutely take over and outplay every single top level outside in the country to the point where, I mean, I don't want to, I don't want to speak too quickly, but, uh, but he's making a good case of being one of the best outsides I've seen, period, um, taking the freshman tag off completely. And that's being completely serious. I mean... This game today that I just watched, um, he had 29 kills and a five-set victory against Stanford, hit 365 for comparison. Will Rotman had 21 kills to Dylan Klein's 29, and he hit slightly under 365 at 362. Um, The biggest issue with Dylan Klein is his unforced errors that we continuously see. Um, Luckily, tonight... They were not in bad situations and latent sets, but he can clean that up, which is even scarier for the rest of the NCAA because once this kid figures out how to not make unforced errors, um, wow, I don't even, 
I don't even know. I honestly don't even know what the ceiling is for him. So I'm just really excited. I hope that USC can get a little more rhythm in, in their offense and, uh, and lineup. Um, but like today, we had a, we had a special guest in, in the game. Uh, first outside off the bench, Jackson Reed had a phenomenal game for USC. Big reason why they won tonight, came in the fourth set. Uh, big time contributions and very timely contributions. Jackson Reed, seven kills, 467 percentage, had eight digs. But I would argue every single dig was unbelievable. Very late in sets, crucial, big time digs, very hard driven ball. So the level of difficulty of these stats were increased, in my opinion, everything that Jackson Reed was doing, especially in the time that he was in the game. Uh, He had two service aces. One of them was to close out the fourth set to push it to five while USC was losing. So look, a lot of this stuff is timely, right? Like you have to make timely plays. Um, you get seven kills, right? Like Jackson, but make sure that they're, that they're important. Um, so I, I really, I really wanted to shout out Jackson. He did an incredible job and, uh, and yeah, it, it was an incredible matchup watching USC and Stanford. Again, it's really difficult for these teams to win back-to-back matches. So um, I do like to take bits and pieces of it and kind of show, uh, for instance, why USC won today is because they got some help uh, from Jackson Reed and Dylan Klein was absolutely phenomenal. So um, when I look at those things, that's kind of what what I've been noticing. Um, but I, I, I do, again, want to put emphasis on I really love seeing teams push themselves early in season playing against high level teams. Cause when I look at teams like Lindenwood and they got, they got this freshman Ian Schuler. I mean, you're going to see Lindenwood take leaps and bounds over the next few years. If they maintain this young core and you're going to see players like Ian Schuler, um, who's playing against these high level teams early in his career, he is going to develop quick and it's going to be scary. Um, for me, I wanted to add Ian Schuler to the oh my god freshmen that I've seen this year, including Andrew Rowan and Dylan Klein. So Lindenwood, you got yourself one, and you should be very excited because this kid is special. So Ian Schuler, welcome to the oh my god freshman. So that is that is the last point I was going to make on the episode. Um, thank you guys for coming by. Uh, we'll be we'll be coming back uh, next week. And hopefully Sunday might might drop one um, earlier as well. Double double episode week again. But uh, but yeah, we'll see how it goes. Should be a really fun week of volleyball and can't wait to see you guys very soon. Okay, Uh, thank you so much. And this is the Volleyball Mentor.